trade in here. Lord, good morning. Thank you for today. Thank you for this Thursday. And um, thank you for the cloud cover, the change of lower temperatures, as Rick was just commenting on lesser humidity, Lord, please. We just thank you for today. We thank you for helping us to uh, get the noise calmed down in our hearts and minds and just ask again for your Holy Spirit to speak uh, words of encouragement and equipping through Rick to us. Thank you again for his leadership and his friendship. I ask you to bless his family and his business and um, just be with us today, Jesus. Amen. Rick Meyer, welcome back. Thanks, Jerry. So I'd like to share kind of where I'm at personally and what I've been learning. And, um, and I don't know about you, Jerry, but I, when all this kind of COVID stuff started and, and we stopped having any activity outside of the home, I felt like, man, I'm going to have so much time to read and reflect and to pray. And I, I just feel like I kind of set a unspoken goal of like, this is going to be the a spiritual one of the spiritual mountains for me when I look back over the years because of that ability to have that time. And, and now that we're X number of months in and um, things are starting to open up, I, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed, I guess, um, with myself and, and I feel like the lack of that spiritual high that I was hoping to get, and it might've been a silly thing to even consider that to be the case, but it's just kind of hoping that, that that it would happen and, and um new revelation and, and understanding and, and development would happen in, in my spiritual life and, and so as I've been kind of reading through I've been reading through first John recently and um trying to um just kind of pray through some stuff and and um and I started to make some connections between this idea that um God our faith is is manifested is is brought about is um, made alive through our deeds and through obedience to God's commands and that's been more difficult it's not been possible obviously I've had you know my family and and as things have been opened up more there's there's greater opportunity to uh, influence people and obviously there's always been the phone and and zoom calls throughout this but um you know you haven't had that same type of of physical touch with other human beings and ability to have organic ministry opportunities that just happen just because you're together or you're at a place or you're intentionally serving somewhere um so i've been uh i've been in first john like i said and specifically um chapter and first john one I'm going to share a little a couple of scriptures with you. It says this, this is a message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him, there's no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Hmm. Going down a little bit in the two, it says, we know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. 
And I love that idea. And I felt like when I read First uh, John 2, 5, that that kind of things kind of came together for me. And that is, but if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. And so I feel like there's this kind of incompleteness. Like I have my own personal relationship with, with God, with Jesus, with the spirit. I'm obviously um, personally engaged in uh, reading his word and prayer, um, all those different things. So, but I, I feel like that completeness, that fullness isn't, isn't, isn't achievable until you're living that out until you're obeying, obeying his commands, Um, and until you're able to love other people. And like I said, you can love other people from afar, but there's a difference when you're kind of face to face and able to, to read um, into how people are feeling. Um, in First John 4, it goes on to say this, verse 7, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So again, John reiterates this idea of completeness with God when we're able to love one another. And I know it's um, kind of difficult especially nowadays. I feel like there's not a lot of love um, going around. Um, and so I think it can be easy for us to dismiss other people, perhaps because of differing of opinions um, or whatnot, but it's pretty darn clear that, that God um, calls us to that love. And I, I think about uh, a time when I'm, I was, uh, you know, previously pre-COVID, it was we had a guy living with us for a couple months he was kind of down and out um and so we invited him in and um it was just really good to have natural organic conversations whether you know Faye and I are hanging out with him in the front room after the boys go to bed and just engaging in what life looks like and what it means mm -hmm. um what our faith what our faith really means when you kind of boil it down and I remember one night in particular after community group the pastor and I sat in the back and um, we just really chatted about uh, the truth and reality of faith in Jesus and what he did and what that means. And I remember me personally just sharing that, you know, what does it look like um, for me to, to be engaged spiritually, to believe in God? And, you know, and from someone who doesn't come from a spiritual background, it's kind of a whole different conversation, right, of trying to explain what, what does that really all mean? Who is God? What's this Jesus guy? How's the spirit influence all this? And so I just remember, and I felt like it was a night that we were able to love him and share our experiences. And when I'm able to share my own faith and the reasons behind it with others, I feel like that completeness. I feel that completeness with God that, that we are, um, that everything I believe is, is kind of coming together as it's spoken and verbalized. Some other uh, verses I'd, I'd like to share. And, and, I, and I, as I thought about this idea of uh, faith and belief and, and uh, obedience to God's command, this kind of 
idea of kind of faith and works comes up, right? And I, I think about, um, I kind of came up with this idea of, of, of works being kind of like a camper trailer, right? And then faith being the truck that pulls it. And so a camper trailer can't go anywhere unless it has a truck to pull it. And so I feel like you can't just have works and go camping somewhere because you can't move your camper. And I think it's silly to, to, to think about, even though I think subconsciously sometimes I do feel like I can earn God's favor through works, right? And it's very clear through scripture that that's not the case. Um, and in Ephesians 2, it talks about how we, uh, for as by grace we have been saved through faith, and this not of ourselves, um, uh, but from Jesus. And uh, let me read it to you here. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, For as by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is a gift from God, not by works. So the idea of it, your faith is not achieved by works, so that no one can boast. But then he goes on to say, and I love this, and I don't feel like many people go beyond um, verse 8, and, and, and it goes on to say that we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So it's almost this idea that, that uh, it, it, salvation is, is one thing, right? That's apart from works. That's a whole different conversation. But upon salvation... There's this whole other idea that your works uh, manifest, and, and that's how you live out your faith. And I, I love being in the trades and, and trying to um, have quality workmanship. I, I just consider the idea that God created us with, with skill um, and with detail and with meaning and purpose. Like he wanted to um, really do a good job uh, and work hard with that creation. And then the, the point of us, um, being created is not just to sit with him and do nothing, right? That's no, there's no picture in the Bible of just like personal communion with God and no community outside of that. Like the purpose was through Christ that we would do good works. And so back to the idea of First John, I feel like our love is made complete with God when we're loving one another and achieving those works. So it's just this balance, right? Back to the, the camper trail and a truck. It's, it's both of those things. And the truck goes first. The faith is first. And that is a gift from God. That's something we don't achieve or attain on our own. It's God's free gift. Um, but once we receive that gift, it's, the, it's, it's pulling that trailer of works and it leads the way. But that manifestation of everything is, is those two things together. And James, James really beats the drum of, if anybody's read, ever read James, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty opposite of Ephesians, which I really like because it just gives a different perspective. I, I imagine James to be a pretty hard-nosed um, doer, right? Um, and in, in uh, chapter 2, he says this, What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deed? Can such a faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes or daily food, if one... If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by actions, is dead. Uh, which is really clear. There's no question about what James is feeling there. And um, Jesus, um, 
talks about in the gospel, especially in, in John 14 and 15, he just vomits love everywhere. Just talking about how God loved us. We love him, similar to first John. And, um, and he says in there, essentially, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And my command is this, that you love each other. Um, and so there's just this reoccurring theme as I've been going through this of, of love um, and living out your faith uh, with other people. And in Matthew 7, 15, it says this, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So imagine me saying, you know, like, Lord, Lord, um, remember me going to church every Sunday? You know, remember me being a good dad and and um, providing for my kids and working hard? And, and I feel like he's he's not going to, he's going to say like, that. that's that's not what it's about. And instead I think about um, when he talks about the, the uh, when the servants, the parable, I forget, the, I think it's a parable of the tenants. They talk about, uh, he comes to him and he, and he tells one of them, well done, good and faithful servant. And I feel like that's the response I'm looking for. I'm looking for when I come before him. And I feel like that is going to be made up of a life of receiving and engaging God in his word through prayer and scripture and also in doing what his word says and loving other people. So I'm reminded these days that um, I need to be intentional when a lot of things have been stripped away. I need to be intentional in community and in loving other people. And with that, God's love is made complete in me. That's good, Rick. That's good, Rick. The, uh, the, one of the asterisks I put with a note is your full, like we all know as believers, there's a place in your soul that only Jesus can occupy. And that's common um, knowledge amongst Christians. What you said this morning is really interesting as well, Rick, is that your fullness of love, which I think as leaders, we felt that, um, the fullness of love so many times. And that is so many times that fullness is a byproduct of serving other people, which I think leaders, again, mm. people on this call are used to serving other people. And so I'm going to use that as a segue into uh, a request for tomorrow, we're doing, we're going to spend uh, the 15 minutes in prayer. And um, some of you guys, I'm going to ask you to help me navigate this. But one of the things that I'm going to ask you to do as a leader, something that's uncomfortable for leaders to do is to ask for help. Like as leaders, we're used to serving other people, which you guys do well. Um, I'm going to ask you to ask us for help, whether you do it anonymously and say, if Corey sends in and says, hey, will you guys pray for this? but keep it anonymous. That's totally fine or not. If you want it to be, you know, your name to be mentioned, that's fine. But I'm going to ask you guys to do something that is very uncomfortable for leaders. And that is to ask for prayer. 
And so we've done this before, Rick. And um, I, you know, my, as a leader, I know I'm one of them that's like, I'm not going to ask for help because um, there's a lot of other people that, uh, you know, that you guys are busy serving. And I'm going to tell you that many of us are fulfilled by, it would be a great gift and opportunity for us to pray for you specifically, um, uh, the specific needs. So I'm going to ask, I'll, I'll send you guys some text messages, but asking for specific things that we can be praying for you uh, tomorrow. So I thank you for this message today, Rick, and um, will you pray us into the rest of our Thursday? Surely. Heavenly Father, we come before you and um, ask that you would help us to understand what it looks like for each of us to live out of the scripture and to receive your great love that you have first loved us and that we would take that and share that with other people. The gift of love and grace and freedom and truth and beauty and relationship with you is meant to be shared with others. So I pray that we would be intentional in doing that in small ways and big ways today and uh, the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well done.